Welcome to Human Resources for Small Business, where we discuss HR best practice, hot topics in HR, HR strategy, and employment law changes that affect business. I'm your host, Brandon Laws of Zenium HR. Our website is www.zeniumhr.com, where you can follow us, read articles, watch videos, or contact us. Thank you for listening. I'd like to welcome to the show today Matthew Simonton of Zenium. He is also part of the book club, which is kind of a special conversation for today. Welcome, Matthew. Thanks. So today we decided we, since we have a book club and we meet regularly and discuss various leadership books and business books, that it made sense to actually come on the show and actually talk about one of the books. The book we're going to talk about today is Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. So before we kind of dive into the discussion, I'm going to outline the principles, the seven principles that Susan Scott lays out in her book, which is master the courage to interrogate reality, come out from behind yourself into the conversation and make it real, be here prepared to be nowhere else, tackle your toughest challenge today, obey your instincts, take responsibility for your emotional wake, and let silence do the heavy lifting. So I wanted to list those principles out first just so we kind of set the stage for the discussion. And for those of you who have read it, it may be worth it to pick out the book as we kind of talk about some of these things. In what ways can we relate this particular book, uh, Fierce Conversations, with how we interact with each other rather than just maybe on a one-on-one basis? So in other words, in our just daily conversations, how can we utilize the the content in this book to, to really have good interactions? Well, I think that with uh, the different principles that Scott lays out um, and just mastering the courage to interrogate reality is kind of a a strong thing to say and bringing that into your daily uh, interaction uh, may seem like an unusual thing to do. But I think that with picking up these principles and finding some way to apply them to your interactions, you can come across uh, something that can be useful. So whether it is, uh, maybe you're like a a shyer person in, in life and uh, you don't uh, talk to the, the person sitting next to you on the bus or anything like that. Um, you know, master the courage uh, you know, to, to really interrogate what's going on. And that seems kind of a, a, like a, uh, a dramatic statement, but even if it's just saying hello to the stranger next to you, um, I think that uh, it can really improve your daily interactions uh, with others. Um, same goes uh, for the workplace. Um, if you're just walking by someone's desk, you know, say hello, things like that. What I like about this book Susan Scott really lays out kind of some steps in which you can have a fierce conversation and kind of to your point getting the courage to do so is it's it's a tough first step so me personally I'm I'm somewhat shy in certain situations so like getting over that is sort of difficult so I guess I'll throw it back out to you like how do we become more cognizant of the conversations we're having throughout the day and be able to kind of overcome that the the barriers to having those kind of tough maybe not always difficult but just awkward conversations I guess right um I think that well Scott would you know say that the conversations begin with yourself I think it was a big point that she made in her book and I think that as you think about different issues that you have with others or uh you might realize that those issues really uh, are part of your interaction rather than theirs 
let's say you have been really quiet about some issues that you've had boiling up, whether it's just a coworker, it could be a family member, um, manager, employee relationship, whatever the situation may be. What if you've been just super quiet about a bunch of issues that you need to finally have a conversation with that person about? Um, how do you how do you come across in a way that is uh, so called fierce conversation um, without being, I guess, hurtful um, and really at the end of the day being truthful about what you're trying to say scott points out about you know coming out from behind yourself and into the conversation and making it real um i think that when you uh, consider the reality of a situation and you're aware then of not wanting to hurt someone else and their feelings so when you take that uh, first step of you know figuring out what you want to talk about you know and realizing that uh you know perhaps with a conversation with just yourself and bringing that about to, to another person then you can uh, interact in a way that can really accomplish something, um, even if it's not perhaps exactly what you want to accomplish in the first place. And then hopefully it works towards that goal. And I don't think that uh, and Scott makes a point that our lives are affected. Uh, you know, one conversation at a time. Yeah, one conversation at a time. And um, I think that uh, that those impacts uh, can really add up over time and that's really what Scott wants to get across not that we're going to have these robust conversations uh, 24-7 um, <laughs> I think it's safe to say <laughs> yeah uh, but that uh, with keeping in this mindset that's established in her book that we will um, make uh, some changes that will help uh, ourselves and, and others what I find helpful to me and I think even Scott mentions this in the book is when you're when you're dealing with t- tougher conversations using I statements rather than you statements so if I'm forcing my opinion upon you and maybe I would say I feel like you're not living up to the expectations rather than you 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 aren't doing this you mm-hmm. aren't you know you're you're not living up to the expectations I think and especially and she mentions this later on but using and instead of but. I think there are certain key words that people just automatically put the resistors up to. As soon as they hear that word, like, but, they're just like, oh, there it is. There it's coming. Mm -hmm. And immediately people kind of put up a shield and get defensive. And I think that's, especially when you're using you statements and the word but, I think those sort of little words, you need to watch it because when you're dealing with somebody else who's really sensitive about the situation. Right. It could be difficult, so that that's. I just wanted to make that point. Mm-hmm. One of Scott's seven principles is to tackle the toughest challenge of the day. How would you personally go about doing that, and then how can readers really go about tackling their toughest challenge for the day? I actually had a, an issue with uh, that uh, principle. Um, I, I think it's difficult for one to. You know, for, for many people to, to really realize what their toughest challenge is of that day um, and how that relates to their tough, the toughest challenges uh, in their lives. And I think many people don't really have the tools or the opportunity you know, in close proximity uh, to really tackle those challenges. But I think that if you do have those uh, tools and you are prepared to tackle those challenges, um, I think that you can really go about doing it uh, you know, by either participating in these fierce conversations that Scott uh, really talks about, um, you know, outside of this book as well, 
and really working to progress interactions with others um, and in addition to uh, really interrogating yourself. And I think that while so many, so much of the book really discusses this, this conversation with others and interacting with others, she makes a, a really strong point about it uh, being a conversation with yourself. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. One of the principles I really love is be here prepared to be nowhere else. Mm-hmm. And at face value, maybe people totally get that, but I've often found in just all aspects of my life personally that some people aren't really prepared to, to be here. Right. Whether that means you're in a meeting and somebody's pulling out their phone and and acting like they want to be somewhere else or they're just not paying attention, not listening. I, th- I think that's a great principle because if everybody is prepared for the conversation that's happening whether there's 10 people in the room or it's a one-on-one if you're if you're prepared to have that conversation with somebody else a one-on-one i think strengthens relationships don't you think of any of all the principles that she lays out in the book that's probably one of the most relevant in uh, today's world um, as you mentioned with the the, you know, the technology being brought out and uh, people on their phones can be really uh, distracting when you're trying to have a, a real conversation with them and even, uh, I know, not a fierce conversation with them. If you're just trying to get their most basic attention, it can be, uh, become extremely difficult if they're so centered on their monitor or their uh, cell phone. And I think that it's something uh, we really need to keep in mind as we get more and more physically disconnected. You know, you might be there at your computer ready to respond to emails, but um, the question is, are you really there to, you know, get off, get off and away from your desk or uh, drive over to someone's office, you know, be there and prepared to help them um, or your business with uh, a particular issue. I, I found this principle obviously the most relevant to the book, and this is probably the largest takeaway, um, particularly because I find myself with a cell phone, an iPad, a laptop all near me all the time. And so if somebody's trying to have a conversation and my eyes are constantly going to those devices and I'm just not paying attention, there's a chance I'm missing out on some important information that they're trying to tell me. Um, So it's better off just to have a a really good conversation, forget about all that other junk, um, have the conversation, and then kind of move on from there. So anyways, uh, a good point to make. Going back to the book, what are some ways that employees, and not necessarily leadership, what are some really good takeaways for them uh, from this book? You know, in an entry-level position myself, (laughs) uh, I think that we can really take away this uh, idea of branching out and talking to people that are our coworkers and people outside of our uh, immediate business or office. You know, basic skills that... Uh, Scott gets at just these conversations that aren't empty and that you really wanted to to get to a point with someone it, it's it's all nice to do some basic networking but um, if you're describing someone's business card and, and nothing really else uh, you know you really lose something when that initial reaction with someone and you um, also lose you know that impact you can have on them um, you know to remember you you know if that that's pretty important when it comes to networking so I found in this book, that she really tries to get us out of our comfort zone. And I think that's, especially in kind of an entry-level position or just us as employees and we're not at the leadership level, we we tend to be a little shyer, uh, less, maybe less knowledge, less especially business knowledge. Right. But when you are able to, to break through those barriers and actually have those not even difficult conversations but just – awkward conversations for you as a, as, mm-hmm. a, as a person with lack of experience. 
if you're able to, to bust through that and actually have a really nice conversation, you're able to learn something new. A lot of personal growth, I think, is involved in that. So another great takeaway from this is regardless of what level you're at as, a, as an employee or a leader, there is a need for breaking down those barriers for having those conversations. Um, so kind of switching gears again, with the conversations that are difficult, how do we mm-hmm. become a little bit more truthful instead of hurtful during the conversation? It's difficult to draw that line, especially when the issue can be pretty sensitive. I think we all have something that bugs us about either our workplace or our friends or our family, especially our friends and family. I think that's, there, there are a number of things that, that can bug us about them um, and that you know, we, we deal with it because, you know, we appreciate their company. We often, we often see these, uh, these little irritants as uh, quirks, you know. And I think that when you want to be more helpful in the workplace and not hurt another individual, but point out something that can really help your business on a lower scale, just your daily uh, uh, activities, you, you should keep in mind, uh, you know, the, the sensitivity of the other, other individual and that's something Scott really doesn't point out too much. Um, that's kind of a downside to the book is that she uh, uh, talks more about you and the reader um, and your ability to interact with others rather than um, how they might react. And I think that as you continue your interactions and you realize what's uh, appropriate and what's not appropriate to say, you know, and using common sense, um, you know, I think so many reviews of the book refer to it as, you know, as teaching common sense that you'll be able to, to really uh, draw that line and uh, better understand it. You bring up a what, good, what do you think? You bring up a good point, Matthew. And one of the funny things about the book is that it's so methodical as in like there's a process to these conversations as if everything is going to go exactly how it's mm-hmm. outlined in the book. Like, OK, you move through this step. Let's move on to the next step okay, that's done, let's move on to the next step in the conversation. But your point is, what happens if things don't go as planned? Somebody Uh could be a little bit resistant to your ideas or your your tough conversation that you're having with them. And what happens if they're, yeah, if it goes off course, how do you handle it as a person who's really leading that conversation? And that's something she really doesn't answer in the book. So we're kind of left like, okay, well, I guess we could just take these these steps and apply them to every single conversation but I don't think it's realistic what's realistic is that there are some good points in this book um, all of which I wouldn't integrate in my whole life Mm -hmm. but I would definitely take out a few points and and test them out and see how they work in regular conversations so that's what that's my opinion of it Mm -hmm. Um, so as we kind of wrap things up I wanted to mention uh, a quote that I, I wrote down so Scott writes a fierce conversation is one in which we come out from behind ourselves into the conversation and make it real. So to me, that's kind of vague. Mm-hmm. What does she mean by that? Yeah, I think that it can be linked back to her principle about uh, you know interrogating reality um, and really finding a more a visceral uh, kind of uh, connection to your situation in conversation. And ultimately, it's about uh, getting beyond whatever fluff there might be in your conversation with another person. And I think that, going back to that example of you know, networking, um, you know, so much of that is just the usual material you, you tell another person. I think that when one person um, is really fighting, you know, and, and interrogating reality, um, we're looking at the situation at hand, uh, really um, examining what's going on, then, then they're um, 
really making it real um, with another person or with themselves. You know, and that's you know, what ta- Scott talks about. When you come out from you know, behind ourselves and into the conversation, you're getting beyond uh, whatever reservations you might have had, either approaching the situation or the other person. Two last things. One, what's your scale, one to ten, on this book? Six or seven. Okay, okay. Uh, I think the, the, the principles are pretty vague, but I think that there's some useful bits of information that one can take away from it. And it's a quick read and an easy read, so I think that it's worth giving it a shot anyways. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I agree. I would probably give it a 7.5 for the fact that there are some really nice nuggets in this book, yeah. some great takeaways that are easy to remember and apply, and for the the fact that it is somewhat short. So as a as a as a busy person who also likes to read a bunch of different books, um, I would say that seven point five is probably good because of the quick read and yeah, and the, and the takeaways. Yeah. Um, the the last thing I have is who do you think this really applies to? Is it more of a leadership? A book targeted towards kind of the C level person, or is it just for the regular person? It's probably best read by someone that's pretty involved with their business place. You know, I think, but I think there's still information that you can certainly take away as an entry level employee. Um, if you've only been at your uh, workplace for a year or so, I think it's probably best suited for someone with uh, an array of years experience, um, just so they can better enhance their skills that they already have and already have developed. But I mean, certainly that anybody can take something away from it. And Scott makes a point about the book being also uh, applicable to, uh, you know, your personal life. Um, and there's uh, certainly a number of points that you can extend into your regular daily relationships with people outside of the workplace. Our guest today has been Matthew Simonton. Thanks for coming on the show and talking about the book. Thanks. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, please visit www. .zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.